0: this is the premise and I'm your host Chad Jennifer- Thompson know ja- Chad I- I- Thompson's the no, host I'm the host <laughs> I'm Jennifer Thompson
1: and I'm Chad Thompson the host <laughs>
0: Well, I am excited to be here with Marnie Friedman today, who is not only an amazing storyteller and writing coach, but she's also a multi-award-winning playwright, author, screenplay writer, and producer. Awesome.
1: So many hats.
0: I know, right? And let me tell you folks, She's a never-ending well of inspiration Aww. and magic. Aww. So thank you for being here. Welcome to the podcast, Thank Marnie. you so much. It's awesome to be here today. It's cool. And I also want to say Marnie is my partner in crime. She is my co-founder of the San Diego Writers Festival. Mm-hmm.
1: And not, not really crimes. Well, No crimes.
0: Sometimes i the board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I wonder if we don't verge on a little bit of criminal magic.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's a good title for a book. Criminal
0: magic. Criminal magic.
2: I'm writing that down. I like it. And
0: I think we're going to talk a little bit about the festival today. But I really want to talk about you, Marnie, and the story behind your stories, because you've written and done so many amazing things. So I want to get down to that. But I guess maybe we can start with the festival. And I'd also like to mention that the premise is the official podcast of the San Diego Writers Festival. So excited for that. Yeah, this is a place where we can talk to storytellers about, you know, the story behind their story and their premise for writing and for their passion and, you know, for all that they do and offer, which is really exciting. And I'm pretty proud of what we did in 2018, the inaugural Writers Festival. Yeah, it was kind of like pulling off a miracle. I think it was totally... I mean, that was (laughs) like that criminal magic we were just talking about. Nobody got hurt. People are like, there's no way. one person maybe got slightly hurt. One person did. (laughs) But you you, got to have a little bit of collateral damage in these things, right? In order to have success. Exactly. But
2: but, I mean, like, people did say to us, like, yeah, you you can't do this. Oh, absolutely. We got a lot of... I don't get it. What are you talking about? Or, you know, how's do you this think, gonna think you're work? doing? Yeah, or, who are you, right? Exactly. There was a lot of who are you to think that you can do it. There right. was a lot of that.
0: And, you know, in each moment, I just kept thinking, no, we're doing this. Yeah. Like, I, no really wasn't an option because we were so passionate about the idea of really bringing together community. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was it. It was just about, you know, the power of storytelling which I've learned so much from you in your writing classes and how words affect us, but also like so many, so many organizations and writing associations in San Diego who don't even know about each other.
2: Yeah, yeah. And we, we knew that because we would travel around to them and we'd say, hey, do you know about the Romance Writers or do you know about Writers Inc.? And they would say, no, we mm-hmm. don't know. Oh, I've never heard of them. Yeah, yeah. and so we, you know, we were like, that oh, wait, was what? sort of yeah. part of the dreaming up you know what if we all got together and people presented the the best of what they have to offer and shared with each other and I think also just that spirit of community mm-hmm. that we feel when we're in a group of writers that's kind of like this magic space opens up where people are have dropped their masks and they're being real with one another yeah. and they're supporting each other from like listening. a soul level they're listening at a yeah. soul level and like you w- we wanted to keep experiencing that and then see if we can do it on a larger level. That's
0: right. Yeah, we were experiencing like these little... The pockets
2: of... Pockets of magic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, how can we bring this together and have more of this?
2: Yeah. And I feel like with this year, it's like we're finding our voice even more mm-hmm. for the festival that last year was awesome to start and and bring people together. And we were kind of in shock and awe. I know, you know right? Everyone was filled. What? what? Oh, my God. Every room was full. <laughs> we were just like, people can... And I remember turning to Tracy one time, and I said, I think it's going wh- well. And she said, <laughs> Marnie, it's going really well. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's great. No, they had to turn people away in rooms. Um, but this year, it feels a little bit more like... Um, just finding our voice even more. Mm-hmm. Um, going to uh, Coronado and that amazing team. Uh, Sean Briley, shout out to him for yeah, all of Warwick's. his ama- and Warwick's coming on mm-hmm. board. Um, just people recognizing the potential for it. Yeah, and and believing in it. Um, and starting to um, see people just come to us with that same delight in their eyes that we have—that yeah. like mischievous, like we're gonna do We can do this. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it interesting how the space
0: has opened up for something that started out? I mean, not that long ago, it was a dream. Right. You know, we sat around dreaming up this big idea. Yeah. And then we made it happen. And now it's like the space has opened up for it to grow and for more people to have access to it. Yes. And for anyone listening, you know, I'd like to say that the San Diego Writers Festival is free and open to the public. You know, the whole point is is equity and inclusivity and bringing people out who might not otherwise get the opportunity to experience educational writers' workshops, educational panels, you know performances and just amazing programming that you would normally have to pay a lot of money mm-hmm. to to experience just a little bit of it. And so we're bringing so much of it into one free jam packed day.
2: And I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, and also this year we're expanding more with the teen programming, right? And um, playwrights project hopefully will come on with teen programming. Um, that so that's exciting to like reach young writers and then the kids write contest mm-hmm. you know um that's growing um and getting into san diego schools so just the feeling of like being able to reach kids with the possibility that writing brings into their life that it bring it brings them that sense of i can create anything
0: yeah planting that seed young
2: yeah exactly
0: yeah it's pretty cool yeah and we're getting a really good response for kids write this mm-hmm. year and I believe the winners are going to be printed in the San Diego Union Tribune who the yep. San Diego Festival of Books is an official partner of the Kids Right program. Which is pretty cool. So we're yeah. getting a lot of reach.
2: And in special needs kids can um submit, which is really wonderful. And last year I got to witness a couple of the kids who won and just the the genuine like self-esteem boost I saw totally. it have for yeah. them was yeah was kind of beautiful
0: No, that's pretty joyous yeah that's awesome yeah
2: <laughs> I
0: sometimes I have to say like at the end last year when it was over I was like what in the world what was that have I gotten myself into I am. why did we do this <laughs> What were we thinking?
1: Well, let's do it again next year.
0: Exactly. It's like, I'm not doing this again. And bigger. And then, oh, yeah, we should just grow it and bring in more people. And shout out to all of our volunteers. Oh, all of the, my
2: gosh. We got over 100 volunteers that like made sandwiches and brought just yeah, everything. Right? Yep. Like one person
0: in particular I want to give a major shout out to, who is our volunteer coordinator this year
2: janelle
0: janelle she made the most amazing cupcakes i've ever had in my life i
2: know they, they had, had like rosemary, rosemary and lavender yeah, exactly. and like <laughs> what we is were just, this i don't yeah. think i'd eaten all day and then i like saw
0: these cupcakes little sugar bombs and they were like, yeah. little mini bites mm-hmm. so it was perfect do you remember those chad yes i do <laughs> i'm totally, <laughs> totally
1: expecting them this year too. yeah to so say. janelle
0: Just so you know, no
1: pressure. (laughs) I mean, a little pressure, yeah. Just a
0: little. Oh my God, they were amazing. Yeah, so many people came out to support a day of storytelling and community and just to like listen to each other. And I had one young woman come up to me. She was from Nigeria. And she said, I just want you to know how much this means to me. And she had tears in her eyes. Mm. I did too by the end of it. You know, she said, I never thought my story mattered. Wow. Yeah. I was like, whoa. I mean, that hit me like a tongue of bricks because that was really the whole point of the festival was there's a lot of yelling, and a lot of shouting in this country. Yeah. And if we stop and listen to each other and really hear each other, we can tear down those walls and build community and start to understand each other, start to build empathy. And just watching that spark Mm -hmm. start is amazing. And she was just, she was kind of like, the thing that day that I was like, "This is why we do this. This is why we're going to do it again next year."
2: Yeah, and through um, you know, we'd had an immigrant storytelling panel, which mm-hmm. I think we're going to do again this year. And people listening to the stories just led them to a to an understanding of an experience they may not ever have. Um, and this year, what I've noticed, because I kind of you know, just reading people's memoirs and seeing where they're at, is that there's a lot of pain. People are in a lot of pain.
0: Well. And and they people think that they're the only ones experiencing yes. that level of pain. Yes, but they're not.
2: Yeah, we're and not so alone. Right? One of the things for the um, writers festival that we've been doing this year is writing to heal, mm-hmm. um, and it's been it has been incredibly healing for me too. And like you said, people coming together to realize that they're even though their pain might look different, um, sometimes it looks exactly the same, which is also a healing thing, but. Even if it's different, there's a, um, a community that happens in just being with each other, witnessing, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think that's one of the things that being able to work on something that, that creates a space of joy when you, there is a lot of pain out there right now. Sure. Yeah. Um, so anyone that wants to volunteer, it really does bring you a level of joy that I can't explain how mm-hmm. or why. Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: yeah when you give a little bit of yourself you get so much more back Mm -hmm. and I think you know the energy that you expend comes back to you 10 times
2: and I think it's the spirit like the spirit with which it was started and then when you're there like the woman who came up to you there was people reported different moments of this just spirit that um, we couldn't it was an energy I wanted to bottle it (laughs) <laughs> totally yeah right i want it to happen all
0: year round and i think yeah. eventually that's our goal yeah programming and you know really sharing in the joy of what's happening in the writing community mm-hmm. here in san diego and beyond yeah i mean the san diego writers festival takes place in san diego but we have authors coming in from new york mm-hmm. we have a lot of people coming from la san I mean, francisco yeah i mean it's really it's it's an international thing right mm-hmm. storytelling is important all over the world yeah you know you mentioned if someone wants to volunteer and i guess i'd like to say if you do want to volunteer go to com. we have a volunteer button a volunteer page and you can put your name on the list we need help with with just about everything yeah reading to Social social media yeah um raising money so we can keep it free and make it free to everyone moving forward i think it's the only free writers festival of its kind in the nation,
2: it might be. I was doing a little bit of research and I didn't find anything mm-hmm. like it. And for example, one of the things I really love is that um, we have the agents. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are paid, but for the writing, we pay them. We pay them but but the, the, you know, for every any other time you're going to go to meet agents, it's it's not only a fee to the conference, but then there's usually an extra fee for them to read. And and this is just a hundred percent free to meet with some of the top agents in the city. So that's one of my little, my favorite things that we get to. i just thought that was
1: such a racket.
2: Really? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think is a racket?
1: Oh, just, just paying to have someone sit there across the table from you and read a portion of, or, you know, look at your whatever portfolio or.
0: Right. Well, and I think it's a really good point, Chad, and I, w- I would like to say, like, if you're a writer and you speak with an agent who wants you to pay them to read your piece, don't do it. Well, Agents you're, they're usually paying charge.
2: through the conference. Uh, but through, the, through, conference. The, the, but through yeah. the
0: conference, through the conference, now this is a different thing. When you yeah. go to a conference, you pay to be at the conference, and then they have extra ticketed items that you can participate in. And one of those is the agent pitch mm-hmm. but you would never pay an agent directly
2: but the only reason why i would say it is a racket it's you're right it. well okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh let me be a little bit of defense of the people that read because i'm one of those people well marnie yeah. used to be an
0: agent i think that's important to, um, to, to point was out a terrible agent a were way. you really um, yeah, Why you wanted everyone to succeed? Exactly. Yeah, you wanted, you wanted, to sign yeah. You wanted to, like tell people no. That's bullshit. Ooh, right. Can you say bullshit? I think you can. It's our podcast. Okay. No. We can do whatever we want. Um, That's
2: good to know. <laughs> but here, so this is the one thing I think like because I remember being a young writer, and you sometimes are go in a circle with your writing, and you don't know if you're on the right track or the wrong track. Mm-hmm. So you have to go to the people that. Are really know what they're talking about but they can point but you in a, different than, in a direction than, than trying to hire an
0: agent like I think Whoa, yeah. like you're a writing coach and you of course people pay you for your services to look at their work and see if it's polished is it ready is it ready to submit to an agent like that, that's what I think I mean is you don't pay your agent
2: but i think also what chad's getting at I'm is there's cheap. a lot of i don't rackets. want to spend
1: money that's what i'm getting at <laughs> you spend like eighteen hundred dollars to go to Ad- adobe max or whatever it is and then you have to pay like x ex- it's like buying your airline ticket and then getting charged for luggage
0: right and your seat yeah. actually yeah yeah and to upgrade and a, the seat it's just it's, right. it's just irritating like that's all i'm saying and a peanut butter, yeah Mm. No,
1: it can't be peanut butter or anything. Oh, you're right.
0: No nuts. No nuts. Yeah, know, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Where
1: are my honey roasted peanuts Right, Southwest?
0: <laughs> That was the best part of Southwest. <laughs> I have to say, I was always asking, whoa, do you have any pretzels? No peanut allergies here. I just prefer pretzels. So I'm kind of excited that oh, really? I don't have to ask every time. I always felt like really awkward. Like,
1: <laughs> Whereas I like, sit angrily next to her in, <laughs> in the same aisle. And,
0: honey roasted peanuts well we can bring them on baby you can yeah. have them
1: <laughs> i don't want to be responsible for someone else's you know esophagus closing and up if that's a back, really so. good point Shock.
0: i wonder if like if you get caught with peanuts on the plane if you get in trouble that's a
1: good question
0: <laughs> i think we should talk about we're, that i think we should <laughs> then we're gonna have to look into this <laughs> pardon us for a moment
1: put a pin in this we'll come back to it. we'll come
0: back to this so yeah i mean the idea that you can get in front of an agent at the San Diego Writers Festival, it doesn't cost you any money, that that you have this amazing opportunity. This is golden. Yeah. Um, and just knowing how to begin or where to start, it can be the crux for a lot of new authors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're trying to provide a little bit of everything.
2: And the, there's a... Uh, preparing for your pitch, too. Yeah, so that was be, the most popular It really class. was. So we'll probably do a few more, add yeah. a few more in there, because it's confusing when you have your work. It's different than, yeah. you know, talking to your friend about your work, talking to an agent. You really has to be honed in a certain way. So that's another...
0: You know what I find? What? So when I write a piece and I read it out loud to myself, it gets better. Mm-hmm. But then, as soon as I read it to someone whose opinion I trust, I immediately see all the flaws in it.
2: That's actually a good skill There's set. There's so much
0: power in reading it out loud to someone.
2: You're but like, oh, absolutely. That was but not everyone is able to hear their own really? self correct. Yeah, some people that you just like I said, you get into your own circle and you 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 can't. It's only through someone else's eyes that you start to see it. So it's a good skill set that you have.
0: Nice. Well, good to know. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I also want to give a shout out, speaking of all the classes that we have, not just the volunteers, but all of the speakers
2: right. donate
0: their time, yeah, and that's huge.
2: Yeah, so we have this amazing array of speakers um, that we're getting ready to announce. Uh, people that are going to be talking about podcasting and memoir writing and mm-hmm. um, Western writing. Oh yeah, um, we're adding the Western Writers Association I know! of America.
0: I'm really excited about
2: that. Yeah, actually. that's cool. And just living the creative life Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, so just, uh, um, and I'm also really excited about the spoken word um, program this year. A lot more people have took note of it last year and we're going to expand a bit. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Big shout out to Gil Gil Soto, who was our first episode on The Premise. Yeah. He was awesome to talk to, by the way.
2: Yeah. He's going to open up the festival again.
0: Awesome. Yeah. He's just He's just golden. He's great.
2: And for those well, of you that that um, you know come to the first hour because it's going to be a little bit more of a um, a bonding time. Yeah, that's kind of like where the celebration starts. Yeah, we want to start it drums. off. Yeah, the taiko drums, and, which is amazing. Yeah, just join us for, as long for as don't have kicking thing. it off. Uh, you know, poor Jennifer had a migraine <laughs> during the. T- I don't even know how she stood there. That was, but they were amazing. They
0: were still amazing. Yeah. Well, okay, we've talked a lot about the festival, which is our baby, so it makes sense. But I kind of want to talk about you, Marnie. I want to get down to your career and how this all started. And I mean, we mentioned that you were a agent, an agent for a short period of time, but you were also a therapist.
2: Yes, this is true.
0: This is true. <laughs> which <laughs> yes. I have to say, you know, because I've been, through, I've taken your classes. And you've done some writing writing coaching for me, which has helped me tremendously, and I thank you for that. You're but welcome. also, like, I can see the therapy side of you coming into your coaching process. Yeah. Like, you're not just helping people with their writing, but you are you turn into this therapist. Because, well, especially with memoir, yeah. which you do a lot of, there's a lot of healing that's taking place. And I want you to just talk about, like, why you became a therapist. How did that all come about? and And what made
2: you leave that... Field a screenwriting, and a writing, co- yeah. Well, you went into screenwriting. Yeah, talk about. Um, it. Started out at USC doing screenwriting. Um, so you started out as a screenwriter, then you became a therapist. Yes. Oh no. Started no way. out okay. as a screenwriter. Yes. Um, that's where I met my husband Carlos in at USC. Um, really phenomenal program. Actually, the guy who's going to be our um, head, um, our keynote speaker, Scott Gimple. He was Carlos's roommate. Um, and, uh, he, he now is, uh, it's, I forgot his title. It's something like, uh, the head of the universe of the walking dead. Right. So he's like head writer and producer for the walking dead. So, um, but they have a really funny history where, um, they were like Felix and Oscar, if you know that old TV show where Scott was very into keeping things orderly and clean, and Carlos was one big pile. And so they had a-, <laughs> a pile, a walking pile. They literally- He is a walking pile still. <laughs> And they literally had a, um, a piece of tape going through their room. But they loved each other very much, and they decided to room together again the next year, which was really funny. Wow. So anyway, he's our keynote, which is kind of like a full circle moment. So it yeah, started so off of at by. USC, um, had a really incredible experience there, and then produced a play called Two Goldsteins on Acid. And that was, that was just insane and amazing and t- terribly scary uh terrifying in the best way (laughs) when you're putting yourself out there you know as a young writer
1: with a title like that i would hope it was all those things yes
2: (laughs) yes well and the funny part was i just loved that title and i but i had to come up with what was i going to do with that title oh really Uh, you came up with the title first yes yes um it, we, we I, I mean basically it was the story of it was a story of my husband dumping me pretty much oh, wow. um, as a um, did you know that I did not no yeah oh it's pretty funny because I um, my sister was getting married and she was very um, into the whole production of it and i was at the lowest place of my life having mm. just been dumped and so to me i was hysterically funny in my depression and how i, I wouldn't leave bed mm. so that was basically the premise i'm glad that of you turned depression into
0: hilarious
2: well there was a lot of oreo cookies and ho-hos <laughs> and you know Brightly just so. terrible eating as there
0: should be right <laughs>
2: uh and just people were visiting me in in bed and I had such an eclectic group of, um, you know, friends and artists that it did become a really funny experience. That I'm like, dude, I have to write about this. And also, this is ridiculous. I can't mm-hmm. believe I'm, you know, um, crying over a dude. Right. Right. This much, you know, you can cry, but not that much.
0: But there must have been something to that because you ended up marrying him <laughs> yeah, later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So the story is kind
2: of funny. So, um, so that's what the play is about. And he ended up coming to the play. Okay. And also, other ex boyfriends came and they thought it was about them, but I just yeah, I just let them think that because why not? Yeah, but anyway, he and then we started seeing each other after that, which was hysterical for everybody in the play because they were so mad at him. Oh, yeah, because it was all about him dumping me, yeah. And then (laughs) then I started dating him again. They're like, What are you doing? So, So he knew it was about him, yes, it was very obviously about him, right? Yeah. Um, But really, uh, at the bottom of it was about loving yourself Mm -hmm. no matter what. Um, And that's still true to
0: to how you coach and how you are today. Yeah, that
2: mission. So then we decided to make it into a a movie. Right. And um, one of the funniest things that if anyone's out there that wants to manifest something, one of the funniest experiences I had was... Really manifesting, making the play into a movie. Because there was a period of time where we lived in this tiny little house in Playa del Rey. And I used to answer the phone, um, Hello, to Goldsteins on Acid Productions. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, who does that? Right. And it's just me on the phone with my cat, Meeper, sitting next to me. And I'm not going to say it was easy. But within a couple of years, to be in San Francisco shooting a film you know on, uh with a professional you know film crew and and there was a whole bank of people answering phones and i looked around and somebody said to goldstein's productions may i help you and you're like whoa what the, yeah like <laughs> how did that happen and like i said it wasn't it wasn't easy mm-hmm. but um I kind of want to put the shout out if anybody is out there wondering if they can do something. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And then it got changed into the name Playing Mona Lisa because... What did you think of that? Well, what I thought of that was it was about about drugs and it was about being Jewish a lot. Mm -hmm. And so then Hollywood came in and they took out a lot of the drugs and being Jewish. But we (laughs) smuggled it back in. Okay. My (laughs) agent... literally smuggled in some like Seder plates and menorahs because the, the home that they chose to use had no, didn't look like a Jewish home. Okay. Um, And we had Elliot Gould as a father who was like phenomenal. I just, that was one of (laughs) my favorite things ever. Um, And So we smuggled in Jewish stuff and then we secretly.
1: I was going to say you smuggled in Elliot
0: Gould. (laughs) No, Elliot Gould was legal. He fully
2: came right in.
0: He, no smuggling.
2: Yeah, you no know, smuggling of Gold. So,
0: and this was this was a Disney production,
2: right? It was a Bubble Factory production. So it was the guy Sid Sheinberg. I have to do a shout out to him. He died this year, mm. and he is was kind of like one of the last moguls. He um, used to run Universal, and okay. he is actually the person who discovered Steven Spielberg,
0: mm. and he discovered you too.
2: Yes, and oh. I when I when he he said that to me one time when I was really doubting myself, he kind of slapped me around a little bit. And he's like, I don't just work with anybody. Um, I discovered Steven Spielberg. <laughs> he did stop saying that. Sorry for yourself, <laughs> but
0: he kind of implied that, like right. you know. Um, well, sure. That would, must have been like, oh, okay. I need to keep it together.
2: And he, so he left. He left Universal and started a company called the Bubble Factory with his two sons. And then that's when um, we met up with them. And it was a phenomenal experience to make a movie again. I'm going to watch terrifying, it. Playing playing Lisa. Playing Mona Lisa. Can you still get it at, like on Netflix? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah
1: still get um, royalty checks from that
2: a little bit a little bit here and there <laughs> excellent <laughs> i wish awesome. it was still called two golden actually the the, the jackets w- that we have still stay say two gold scenes on acid but no now it's playing mona lisa um but yeah i just got to work with marlo thomas who just someone i've always adored and harvey firestein i don't know if you guys know him but he's like
1: <laughs> he's a bit gregarious
2: yeah and he also, like, the, the, the moments that I remember the most are when people slap me around, mm. you know, mm-hmm. um, in the best way possible. To the listener,
1: not literally.
2: No, yeah, right, no, no, exactly. no, no physical. Just don't even try it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, a little bit of like, you know. That's well, like an awakening, right? It's like a little bit of a. See yourself grow yeah. up, you know, um, see mm-hmm. your light. A lot of that happened on that set for me. Well,
0: it's so it's so easy for us to doubt ourselves.
2: Yeah, and it's also just terrifying. Anytime mm-hmm. you're really going out there, um, you know, it's it's a scary process. And mm-hmm. so um, I did that, and you know, but something felt like it was missing. I, it sounds kind of trite, or I don't know, but it really was. And I had this longing to to study therapy, mm. and um, so I went back to school after the movie and started working with foster youth Mm. and that was really really incredible um but then i started doing writing prompts with them and almost got fired because that's not what you're supposed to do, really? Yeah, they didn't. They, it was too much t- touchy feely. It was well. The exact quote was, "This is too much creativity." Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'll never forget that. Yeah. That was one of the big moments, and it was working for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we produced books. Too actually. much good stuff is happening here. We need to shut this down. Well, well you know,
1: children flourishing doesn't make for good factory workers.
2: Exactly. Ooh, Ooh my son would agree with that. He's, he's really been, big on he's went there. the <laughs> <Yeah>. anti factory worker. <laughs> thing <laughs> so um so so i realized that i was still very much a writer mm-hmm. and so now
0: you're a therapist you're working with with youth but you're kind of getting shut down like emotionally mm-hmm. you're not allowed to flourish in that area
2: uh yeah i was also told that you know to survive, especially when I worked for the county, and I won't say which county, that you want to bring your C game.
0: <laughs> your C game?
2: Are you serious? <laughs> They're like, you're trying too hard, you're trying to bring your A game, nobody's going to like you, it's not, you're not going to be, it's not sustainable. So if you could wow. bring your C game, yeah. That is so sad, that makes me so sad. Very sad, because we were starting new programs, mm-hmm. and so I'd come in all full of excitement, look at this new program, they'd yeah. be like, yeah. We're going to change lives. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. no. We That's not what we do we just show up and you know a lot of good-hearted people but so um, how long long did you do that i did that for like around seven years oh wow okay yeah mostly with um, just enough
0: to completely like nail you down
2: and (laughs) well i kind of felt like any passion out of you What's that whack-a-mole thing? Yeah, yeah like a whack-a-mole game yeah like I was they'd bought me over the head and they'd and be like oh thank God she's down <laughs> And I would I didn't know why I was always popping back up, but I would and um, enough to annoy them so and then I, I, I was just started to to teach here and there um, moved to San Diego um, and someone said, would you be my writing coach and I'm like, is that a job? Wow like what is that who who does that? And after the first session, I was completely hooked because mm. it was everything. Right. Everything it I all loved. Your yes. That's yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. You sort of fell into like the perfect. It was super
2: falling in backwards. Mm-hmm. So. There's another great title, Falling, falling in, in backwards. backwards. And yeah, that's kind of how I got to film school too, is Falling in Backwards. So. So
0: film school, then therapy, then writing coach.
2: Yeah. And, and editor right now, which is really. Fun too. I really enjoy that part of it. Yeah. That's
1: not the word I would use to describe editing. Right. But then I'm (laughs) I am dreadful at it.
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of you <laughs> so you are the editor and with Tracy Jones, a little bit of a best shout friend out. from
2: high school. Yeah, right. And yeah. now you the two of you also went to wait, hold on. Okay, Back go on. Go on. The up. reason I went to USC is Tracy Jones. So what happened was I was thought I was supposed to go to UCLA. It was all about UCLA because my mom went there, didn't get in, mm. crushed. And I had like a really high freaking GPA, like why did I not get into UCLA? I was so sad, and um, but I got an acceptance. Well, Tracy was going to USC. I didn't even know what it was, but it was so freaking expensive. I had a single mom, you know, as a parent, no way, how can I do this? And I got this letter that said I was accepted. Well, I assumed, but I can't afford it, and I threw it away. Wow. Tracy pulled it out of the trash and said, "Look, there's a scholarship." <gasps> really yeah you almost missed absolutely yeah oh,
0: yeah
2: wow yeah good job true Tracy. story yeah thanks trace so, yeah
1: and to think that uh you know television stars are paying a lot of money to get into that school
2: which is hysterical <laughs> really, it is really it, yeah that yeah that
1: the people, whole college scandal a lot of it oh, was
0: oh, about that's that's right, USC. It was usc yeah that's
2: oh wow yeah want to hear another usc story of th- course the, I the, um, bring it so you know the riots the riots happened at the same time that we were there mm-hmm. and um um, Carlos went to Spain, and I went to Israel. So we missed the riots. Well, pe- everyone told me, don't go to Israel, because it's the most dangerous place on earth. <laughs> and Meanwhile, back <laughs> home, there's riots happening.
0: Yes, outside exactly. Outside your dorm room.
2: So literally, like, mm. next to where we lived, had gotten uh, burned down. But the, the funniest part, or maybe not so funny, I don't know, was um, our parents got noticed, don't worry, your child is fine, they're in the, um, the gym. Hmm. and i was so not in the gym i was in israel. <laughs> your mom's like what the <laughs> so they obviously knew where no one was right during the riots wow.
1: well you know we had to use telephones with
2: cords oh.
0: attached you to the these things that attach
2: to the wall we didn't even in, in israel in the dorms we didn't even have phones we just stood at the bottom of the uh, walkway and shouted up slimy <laughs> <laughs> which Schleim, translates to come on down no shloime was a name oh right. oh okay yeah i was like is this some Jiddi, yeah, Jiddi, jewish no. word that just i'm not familiar with. was one, it's one of my favorite names i like to say it but i like to say it too yeah i think i'm gonna start saying
0: <laughs> i'm just gonna start yelling Schleim, up at the come on down <laughs> wow so so good for you tracy so but what i was gonna say is that the two of you Edit the oh yeah shaking, shaking the, tree. the tree anthology, which is an incredible book, and last year won two awards. Yeah, and this year volume two is out. And talk a little bit about where shaking the tree came from, and what it's all about.
2: So, um, we we would love people to come and join us at the San Diego Memoir Writers Association. We meet every month the first Saturday of the month, and we host um, a yearly memoir showcase. Which um, is a competition that happens every year uh, ten writers get chosen to have a five page memoir piece produced on stage with a professional director and professional actors and it's a again it's incredible. really powerful um, people come in all doubting like they've been dragged like mm-hmm. you know, Aunt <laughs> Esther like, oh, I gotta go see my niece's thing. And then they they leave, and they're like, that That was amazing. amazing." Yeah, so I love that experience of watching people just get transformed by it. Um, But what happened is kind of similar to what happened with you and I, where we wanted to keep being in this magical place. Um, Jennifer said she would... um, uh, publish it. Thank you, Jennifer. Mm. Um so I'm like who? You're like who? You. <laughs> and <laughs> and do the cover which both yeah. of the covers are freaking awesome So my company Monkey See Media. Monkey See Media cover. I can't really take all the credit. Wow. Well, she guides the whole shit. <laughs> but um so those, so we decided to do the 10 that are performed and then 20 more that you know are outstanding. We just don't have the time to do, mm-hmm. you know, 20 uh, 30 so uh last this one that came up um was things we don't talk about the one that was just published and i have to give a shout out to all of the authors in that because they really talked about things that we don't talk about yeah. i mean they really went, they there, went there on yeah. all kinds of subject matter and we're so brave um so just yeah thank you guys for being willing to go there it's pretty awesome so
0: I mean, to put it in perspective, so you you came up with the the memoir showcase, Mm -hmm. which is amazing in and of itself, and then decided, you know what, we should turn each of these stories into a book. So you created the anthology. Yeah. So now the showcase happens in the fall, Mm -hmm. and then the following year, in late
2: summer, the
0: next anthology
2: is released,
0: which is from last year
2: exactly so this year's memoir showcase was um i didn't see that one coming which was pretty funny oh my god i didn't see that one coming so so that anthology will be out one of my favorite
0: stories the chicken no (laughs) one of my favorite stories from the memoir showcase that happened this last fall was the woman who Susie. so she got a a phone call
2: oh yeah
0: for someone else who had the same name yeah
2: Suzanne. And Suzanne, what's her last name?
0: Spectre. Okay, so Suzanne Spectre. So someone calls and says, Is Suzy Spectre there? And she says, Yes, that's me. But it turns out it's some guy looking for his ex wife, Suzy Spectre. Different Suzy Spectre. Different Suzy Spectre. They both live
2: in um, uh, Encinitas. Yeah, they both live in
0: Encinitas. They're both Jewish. Yeah. And they're both from New York. Yeah. And so these two start like having this great
2: conversation.
0: At eighty-two, she's eighty. Yeah, no, she's in no, her, no, she's
2: eighty when she's they start it when and it they happens. start like a really hot romance. Yeah, they start a hot romance because <laughs> yeah. of this
0: like accidental phone call.
2: Yeah, and it is hysterical. It's so well done. It, I love yeah, it. it was the last one. It absolutely brought down the house. because- I mean, you
1: can't make up that premise, right? No,
2: it it was so. Exactly. I didn't see that one coming, and we watched it happen in real time. And she became kind of like the most glorious teenager, you know? <laughs> right. In yeah I, do I want to do this should I not do this what's going to happen all of that um and then, and had better sex than i believe most people on the planet so really the lesson <laughs> of it's not over people
0: that's right it's never too late to find true love and great
2: sex apparently. yeah so, yeah 80s so there you go yeah i have
1: been so immersed in good sex lately <laughs> that sounds like an awkward statement, but I've been That's building it. a website for a client who is a sex therapist.
0: Oh, why good sex matters, and a it's book. just
1: like it—it it is completely screwed up. My my YouTube recommendation <laughs> <is> completely—it <laughs> has screwed up everything I search for.
0: Oh my god! Well, and I had to create a, a video for it, which is an awesome reel. Of, oh my god! Her name is Doctor Nan Wise, and she's an incredible human being. Oh I adore wow! Her. And her book is fantastic. It's available now everywhere. Books are sold. We really wanted her to come to the festival, but she's already going to be speaking on April 4th. So um,
2: we'll
0: have to maybe try and get her the the following year. But yeah, yeah. so Chad, if I go into your your history, I shouldn't be concerned.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm... Mildly. Yeah, don't be concerned.
0: (laughs) Dr. Nan. So yeah, so the memoir showcase, and then you have several writing books that are amazing.
2: Yes, so then I started like teaching at UCSD and just Mm -hmm. around town. Which is a story I'd kind of like to jump in and tell. Oh, go for it. So
0: Marnie and I met maybe five, six years ago, and we taught together at the La Jolla Writers Conference. And we were—we had been talking and emailing and sort of like brushing past each other in the writing community here in San Diego for quite a while. And there was a lot of, oh, yeah, we should get together. We mm-hmm. should know each other. Why don't we have lunch? But somehow it just wasn't happening. And then it finally did. And it was awesome. Yeah. I, I remember I was like, oh, my God, where have you been all my life? Yeah. this you. is You are my person. Yeah. And you tricked me into taking your.
2: <laughs> you always say I tricked you. You totally tricked me you were
0: teaching a, I, think, I, kind, I kind of think it was authentic but go ahead it was very authentic on your part but in my mind maybe I was <laughs> tricking myself I don't know but it was at UCSD and you said you sh- you need to take my class since we have oh, a lot of you're similar right. clients I did trick you yes yeah we have a lot of the Never same mind. clients she's right and it'd be really good for you to understand my teaching style right see okay this is why this and is why I was why like I tricked you. well hold on hold okay. on and I was like I don't, that's a good idea, but you don't really have time for that. And then you then you pivoted and you said, well, I think you should be teaching at UCSD and it'd be really good for you to see how it, how the class structure is and if you're interested in being, you know, instructing there. And I was like, oh, now now you hit... Always appeal to the ego. Exactly where it matters. I don't know if it was the ego business. or the <laughs> business. I was like, yeah, yeah, I could promote our business. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll take the class. And within one session i was just pouring my heart out and i all of a sudden i was writing my memoir and it occurred to me like four sessions and oh Marnie, Marnie did this on purpose.
2: Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize previously, inaccurately. I did trick you. But it wasn't, and like, I don't it was know, a good super trick. conscious, but here, yeah. so one of my superpowers is being able to tell when someone's a writer, mm. even if they might not know. And I can also, this is going to sound really weird, but I can see sort of behind someone's head the story if they've been thinking about it for a while. I can sort of see it. It's almost a visual thing. Wow. Super trippy. So I saw that in you when I saw you. I could see like this whole book, basically. Did
0: did you also see the fear? Did you know that like there's no way if I told her you should write your story that I would?
2: I don't know. I just knew that you were a writer. I just knew it. huh? And I just knew that um, it was all there. Yeah. So um, I used to not say anything to people because it sounds you know, bizarre weird. and weird, and uh, then now it's too late. Everyone knows how weird I am. I can't hide it anymore. <laughs> we can't hide it. No, yeah. no, and it's that over. That is your superpower,
0: and that's. I think it's so amazing because you do. You see a story,
2: and you're a really freaking someone. good writer. Oh, like when you started you. to read your stuff, I was
0: like, "Yep,
2: <laughs> yes, man." And
0: now I'm eighty-three thousand <gasps> in.
2: Really, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I got up this morning and I wrote the end of my book. Holy guacamole! Right. Yeah. Wow. So our next, our second podcast is with Lee Wind, and he is the programming director at IBPA, which Mm. is Independent Book Publishers Association. And so we had him on the podcast. He's awesome. And he gave me a piece of advice that I've been kind of reluctant to jump into, but I did it this morning for the first time. And that is to write 12 minutes every day. Why 12? I don't know. He learned it because from Because it's an
1: arbitrary number and it forces you to sit. It's like, oh, it's not that it's much. It's not 10.
0: It's not 15. Yeah, exactly. That's it gets you funny. to sit down and do it. And to actually do it. And of course, everyone's going to write more than 12 minutes. I wrote I for like 45 that. minutes. Okay, I'll, I'll adopt that. So I just have to remember, it's only 12 minutes and you don't have to write more than 12 minutes, but you have to at least commit. And the thing that is, I think, the neatest about this is that you stay in the story. Yeah. So when I don't write for four or five months. And I'm going to be honest, it's been probably a year since I've written anything in my book,
2: in my memoir. Which is normal, by the way, because you're also living part of it, totally. too. And so it's like you're it digesting finally,
0: it. It finally ended. Yeah, when I met you, I was in the middle of my story. I didn't know how it was going to end. yeah. Now I know how it ends. Yeah, But I also went through, you know, my dad died. My, and the story is primarily about my dad. So, you know, there was a lot of, like, there was a lot happening that I had to experience. And, you know, we started the festival. There was just a lot going on. Yeah, lots going on. And I think I was a little afraid of it, too, because when I'm writing, I find that I it's like a spigot, and I turn it on. And it's more like a fire hydrant. Mm. You know, I mean, it's just like you know it just comes out of me and i can't stop it and sometimes i can't sleep at night i can't think about work like all i want to do is get it out and sometimes i literally have to shut that down so i can concentrate on other things in my life wow but this morning i did i wrote for about 48 minutes and i wrote the end of my story i mean who knows if it will actually be the
2: end but it felt really good that's awesome you have to exciting. pop champagne because you have to mark those moments when mm. you, like the finishing of the first draft. Mm-hmm. I used to have a song, but I can't remember it. As soon as I remember it, I'll come back Did you sing on, it to yourself? It was uh, something that like my writing group and I would sing for the first draft because mm-hmm. it's just not something that's usually celebrated. And it really freaking should be because it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. So, so I can't remember the song now, but I'll come back. Is
1: it that fabulous Joey Esposito song?
0: You're the best
2: around. (laughs) (laughs) I've never. No, I don't think it's that
0: one. (laughs) Well, I want the song. Yeah, and you know, there's still a lot of the middle that isn't done. I kind of which is normal.
2: Yeah, first draft's gonna have lots of holes. And there's a
0: lot that needs to be cut. I mean, it's too long. You know, it's not gonna be more than eighty thousand words. And I think I probably still have about thirty thousand to write. I would say. But so thank you. Yeah. So thank you for using your superpower on me.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes I feel like a plumber as a job because. Um, a plumber. <laughs> curious where this analogy okay. is going. Yeah, listening? <laughs> because people, when they meet me, they're kind of like stopped up. Mm-hmm. Like that. <laughs> that
0: is so true. That it's is so true. true.
2: They're kind of like it, it, there's a clog in the drain. And then the I meet them because they really want that thing to be pouring out. Yeah, yeah, but they're not sure how, or they're afraid. Yeah, yeah. You know what's been really interesting is, that's interesting that you said that about the 12 minutes, because I've been doing the writing to heal and studying about expressive writing, and that is supposed to be 20 minutes a day Mm. with about anything, Mm -hmm. like you just put pen to paper, this is how I feel, this is what my cat did, whatever is on your mind, you just sort of put it down, uh, for four days a week. Okay and just that 20 minutes a day four days a week they've done like 300 studies uh that show the health benefits emotionally physically Mm. it's a trip so this is your next book yes yes now have you decided on the title i i think it's right to magic right i really want it to be i think it is i was realizing that because um, it feels like magic. It's healing, really. Well, I think that you, when I sort of look at what, what happens in the sessions or what happens in the classes, people are either writing to wisdom, so this inner wisdom that's happening, they're mm-hmm. tapping into a deeper part of themselves or a wiser part of themselves. Um, Or it's writing to heal, so they're able to process trauma that Mm. they maybe never have been able to process. Yeah, Yeah. face it and learn from it, lean into it instead of running away from it. And then the third is, is this sort of magic thing that happens. I think once you've done that thing, once you have some insight, once you have some wisdom, once you have some healing... Then this other level happens, which is that's where the magic happens. And I've watched it over and over with hundreds of writers. And I really want to try and capture that in a book if mm-hmm. I can.
0: Oh, you can. Have I that know process. You Thank yeah. you.
2: That's awesome. That's exciting. Do yeah. you have a timeline for this? I have the first draft done. Um, wow. So I need you champagne. You are amazing. How do you do that? I forced myself through... Um, I I do. You know what I do is a lot of classes, Mm -hmm. and I'm presenting the material to. You're writing it and presenting it. I'm presenting it, and I'm getting real time feedback. Like, oh, that writing prompt sucked. Don't put that in the book. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, this one really worked, and so I'm able to sort of vet the material. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but this one is really material that's been going around my brain for about thirty years because I'm pulling in, you know, Jungian therapy and archetypes and um, solution-focused therapy and narrative therapy, all my different favorite loves, plus writing tools um, like the Hero's Journey, yeah, um, which is a trip, uh, watching people travel through the Hero's Journey and how that um, can lead to a tremendous amount of healing. Like here, I'll just give you a little bit. If you see yourself like let's say you're going through something tough and you see yourself as, going, as being on a journey. It, it gives you perspective and it mm-hmm. also gives you hope mm-hmm. that there's another side of it. Right, yeah, I so can see that. So just that, that writing tool of, of you know, plugging in where are you on the hero's journey, that in and of itself has been really healing for people. So yeah, so it's a mishmash of everything that I love.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, it's like a visualization of your life journey and where you want to be and yeah. I sort of use that in my finder superpower, mm. which is my my branding classes.
2: Where are you at with that? Well, isn't that so a, that's a book, right? It is, it's
0: a book. Yeah. So, it's funny because I'm writing five books oh, actually. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Okay, say what they are.
0: Well, one is the second edition of Website Wow, turn okay. your website into your most powerful marketing tool, which I originally published in 2008. So oh, okay. pretty much none of the content applies today. Because the internet hasn't changed at all since 2008. <laughs> exactly. And then I just, I actually just finished How to Write a Bio. Which is awesome, how to by write the a way. a Professional Bio. Which started out as a freebie. Well, it started out as a blog. Oh. And then it kind of became a little more and then it became part of my branding c- workshop. And then it became a free ebook that I was going to give away in PDF form on my website. And, and it I just kept growing
2: pick it up, people's because I'll tell you that's where you're introduced, you know, that little tiny few sentences that you have to describe who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so important. And, and so many people don't know how to do it. And just a great little delicious book. No, thank you. What's yeah. the title? Let's hear the title.
0: How to Write a Professional Bio for From Authors, entre- Thought Leaders, or I'm sorry, Authors, Speakers, and, and entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought of and then I'm also writing "Find Your Superpower," which is personal branding for authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs. I'm writing another book called "Hustle." Ooh, yeah, and I, I'm not quite sure about the subtitle, about? but it's really about the social media and the online marketing. It's digital marketing strategy.
2: That's huge. Yeah, is and it for authors only or for authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs? So awesome. they're all. It
0: all kind of you know fits into the thought leader spectrum, mm-hmm. which we have a lot of the same clients in that way. And I'm really excited about it because people don't know what to do and they don't get that they're just doing it. Mm-hmm. Everything they're doing is, you know, if they just apply it a little differently, mm-hmm. they're already involved in digital marketing strategy.
2: There's a tremendous amount of, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. I, I can't cannot, do that. I don't want, want to do, do that. that. Yeah. 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 Don't make I me do that. I find that
0: like people who are the most resistant get the most excited and are actually the best at it. Really? Yeah. They dive in. Plus, once they
2: see it, they see like they have a following. They're like, oh, my gosh. Right.
0: As soon as you get one person to respond or reply or listen Mm -hmm. or comment, you're hooked. Yeah. So knowing that, you know, you're not just doing this for you. You're doing it for your audience. Yeah. You know, this is value that they need that is going to help them.
2: Mm -hmm. And I think
0: that when people frame it in that way, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. It's not about me. It's about my reader. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then um, you're
2: fulfilling sort of an authentic need in your Totally. And I think that authenticity piece is what's really
0: important. Yeah. And that's what's sustainable too. Yeah. Talk about sustainability. Yeah. Uh
2: it comes from a good place and it's you know, it's joyous. I used to think it was more like standing on a mountaintop and just shouting like, I'm
0: over here. I'm over <laughs> totally. here and so many people do it just like that. <laughs> you know, they just post Buy my book, buy my yeah. book, it's great. One time. Right. Unfollow. Unfollow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's about conversations, you know, and I used to say that, like imagine walking into a cocktail party you're a, in a networking group of a bunch of people who could potentially be your audience and you walk into the middle of the room and you stand on a chair and you hold your book up in the air and you yell at everyone to buy it everyone's going to look at you like you're nuts right mm-hmm. <laughs> but what if you walked in and shook everyone's hand and said oh tell me about yourself what are Ooh, you that's doing Cool, i like that like who are you and what's your story and as you start talking of course they're going to ask you about you and then that's your entree to say well i'm Here's my book, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm passionate about. How yeah. can we work together? Yeah. Now you've developed a relationship. I mean, that's really it, right? I love it. It's authenticity, it's about understanding that the person on the other end who's at their computer mm-hmm. wants the same thing you do. Yeah. We have to just be human about it mm-hmm. and how we approach digital marketing. So that's Hustle. I love it. So I have website Wow, find your superpower, how to write a professional bio. And I'm also writing a book about podcasting. Oh, yeah. I've had so much fun putting the podcast together with Chad. And, you know, just deciding what equipment you're going to use is a huge ordeal in and Mm -hmm. of itself. There's a lot of research, understanding how to talk, how to use the mic, how to write content, what type of format you want to follow. And then, of course, all the various options for distribution. So yeah, I'm really excited. So we're gonna write a podcast. Oh my book. god, I love it. I love it so much. And I don't know how many I listed. I also have three fiction books. What? Yeah, I don't think you <laughs> wait. Knew that. Maybe
2: you told me about one of them.
0: Yeah, there's three, but those definitely have to be on a back burner. My memoir hasn't got. Yeah, to your out memoir
2: back. is the that's the bomb. That's the that's one the that's thing. gonna move souls.
0: So and it's called the Paper Tiger right now, and. We'll see what happens. How, do you feel like talking about it or not so much? I don't know. I mean, I like I like talking about it in one sense, and An then on abstract. the other hand, yeah, like I'm writing a I'm writing a memoir, right? Mm-hmm. So that's easy, you know. But no, I don't think I'm ready. I think I'm going to wait <laughs> just a little bit. Yes, we'll come back to that. <laughs> we'll come back Pin to that. Pin in that. Mark my words, in one year, you and I will sit down again. In fact, we okay. should do that, Marnie. We should once do a, year. a podcast at least once a year. Maybe in December. Although okay. it'd be make more sense to do it right before the festival, I suppose. Let's
2: do
1: it because you have December. so much time
0: right before we the festival. We
2: have
1: so
0: much time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it in December, like kind of a wrap up. Yeah. Well, you know, with that
2: said, what are you grateful grateful for this year? That's such a good. Such a good question. I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but we just lost our beloved cat, Mr. Beef. I know, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Mr. Beef. Oh. oh, it's a heartbreaking. That was so hard to lose. Yes. He was a special. Member of the family, yeah, yeah, he was like a person. Um and but he was just every day in gratitude. Yeah. Every day was like that's awesome. Whatever it was, mm-hmm. so I'd never had a cat like that before. He thought he was a dog. I think he thought he. Oh, absolutely. He would eat green beans or anything that like fell on the floor. Like he was <laughs> just like, there was yeah. There was no cat. My son used to wear him as a scarf,
0: Aww. a beaver
2: scarf. Uh, he got hit by a car. So, so um, I've been thinking a lot about gratitude, um, and I am I'm really grateful for um, being able to do what I think I'm supposed to do on the planet yeah. and initially I really thought it was about fame hmm because that's what was being sold to me I think when it was at USC oh, that's interesting yeah but yeah. it really wasn't I kept sort of listening to this deeper calling um, and now getting to really be with people every day like I love the the work with thought leaders hmm um, the other book is Permission to Roar. Did I mention that one? No, we didn't, and you didn't mention mention your first one either. Oh, there? so the first one is Seven Essential Writing Tools, and that sort of just fantastic like covers book. all yeah. the basics, character arc, and I give it a plotting constantly. tool. Yeah, just sort of like um, Seven Essential to Writing Tools.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the, if you don't know where to start, that is the book to get you going. And there's writing prompts, and there's lots of tools. That's what I like
2: about it, is they're tangible tools. And next thing you know, you're writing. It sort of breaks down all the, you know, the 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 things that you have to know when you jump into either a memoir or a screenplay, mm-hmm. or, and that's one of the things I think. That, but for fiction too. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. For absolutely for fiction, memoir and fiction. Um, and then the other one um, was born out of permission perf- to roar. Permission to roar was born out of I think the political climate and. Uh, um, many men would come to me and they would be like, I have no idea where this idea came from. It was a dream in the middle of the night. I have no experience with it, but it's going to be a bestseller. (laughs) And then women would come to me with like 40 years experience, three PhDs and just so, you know, um, talented and amazing and say, I don't think I can do it. Mm. And that happened so often that I was like, women, I wanted to really give women a little, love kicking the pants in the best way possible that they can own their expertise and um, and add to the conversation and that we need their voice right now. Yeah, So yeah. that, you know, just having that book out there, um, you know, people have called me that are ready to add their voice to the conversation and that I'm super, super grateful. And I'm grateful for, for you for helping me find that too because I wasn't really sure, you know, when branding... You don't really, know. branding is kind of a spiritual experience. I think so too, yeah. And that's not often People talked about. don't
0: think of it like
2: that. No, but it really is because you're, 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 the questions that Jennifer asks keep making you dig deeper into who am I really? Who do I really want to be? What is sustainable? What do I want to say? Who am I out there in the world? Um, which is, it, it for me, really made me realize I wanted to work with thought leaders mm-hmm. and then Face my fears, could I? Can I do this? Can I do this? And then now, to be doing that, it's absolutely fascinating to wake up every day and to talk to people who are thinking about, you know, people that are on the cutting edge of psychology and science and um the political universe. Um, that for me is I'm in deep gratitude for that one. And my husband and my my son shout out to Ben who's fourteen years 14. old is a little yeah, guru.
0: Can't even believe it.
2: And uh, my teacher <laughs> every every right. day of they my teach life so much right yeah.
0: Awesome. And I'm
2: grateful for our friendship. Very very grateful that we connected and decided. I hadn't ever met anybody that was like me in like the we're flying by the seat of our pants. Are we going to land? We don't know. Let's keep going. Because <laughs> most people are like, uh, I won't do that. Right. And you you were like, sure. Right. So that I really am very grateful for that. Oh, well, thank you. What about you? What are yeah, you grateful for? Yeah, I'm grateful. I'm totally
0: grateful for that. I'm grateful that, you know, honestly, a lot of our work has given me courage mm. to to write myself to write as well you know Mm -hmm. for, for me to write for me so I've been writing for business for years and it doesn't really take courage to do that no because that's something I teach and I feel like it's important for other people but to write for me is a lot harder yes not just because it's hard to write about yourself and to dig deep but but like to 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 make that space for yourself in a lot of ways, is so easy to put off. Like we don't get facials, right? We think like that's the last them, thing we're going to yeah. do is get a facial or get a massage. Yeah, you're but right. yet I'll go to the chiropractor. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's certain things that we're, we're willing to make space in our lives for, and I wasn't making space in my life for the thing that matters most to me. And I think Chad would attest to the fact that when I write, I get so fired up; it gives me so much joy.
2: So why is it that I wouldn't allow myself that joy? We often put ourselves last and so I'm a list maker and um, I you know, you have to put the writing on, on the list and you know, I think it's a series also of recommitting because yeah. you're gonna wanna quit a gazillion times. A gazillion. Totally, totally. Right? Totally. And so to have that passion that keeps you getting up and reconnecting mm-hmm. to it. But it's also I think the vulnerability piece. I think you're right. Yeah. Cuz it's you when you're writing your memoir, you're really writing something that pops off the page. You're doing it because um it scares you. It feels real. Someone else is going to read it and say, "Hey, that's me." And that can be at first scary. I think you know, we the word terrifying has come up a lot in yeah. this conversation. And I think because it, it is terrifying. Totally. It, it can be you're like walking yourself through it. And I guess if there's somebody out there um, that feels sort of terrified mm-hmm. to take the next step in their dream. Like, you're not alone in the terror and just keep walking through it. And there's something really freaking magical on the other end of it.
0: You know what I did? And, I, you know, I never felt terrified, for sure. I just didn't open that door. Yeah, the golden door. I just didn't open it, yeah. yeah. And then when I went and took that class at UCSD under the guise of learning <laughs> – I told myself, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to participate. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to be present. But that doesn't mean there's any obligation for me to do anything with these words. Mm -hmm. So it sort of took away any expectation for myself, Mm -hmm. and that allowed me to open that door.
2: So the the golden door. For those of you that don't know, it's kind of funny. People will come into memoir class and they'll say, "I want to write about everything except for what's behind the golden door."
1: <laughs> what's behind the door? What's
2: behind the door is usually what the memoir is about. Yeah, it's usually the the you know the the very thing that they need to write about that they want to write about that it mm-hmm. is about. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just kind of a funny little experience. But anyway. and it's usually your mom. <laughs> Your oh, mom's your hiding behind that door, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some skeletons in there. But we didn't get to Chad. What is Chad grateful for?
1: Um,
2: <laughs> Ch- Chad's...
0: <laughs> I ask him this uh, all the time. Chad's not much of a, I'm a not, sharer. I'm
1: not much of a sharer and or talker for the most
2: part. <laughs> which
1: is kind of odd that I have such a microphone in front of my face.
2: And such a good voice for, for podcast. Um,
1: yeah, what am I... What is it? What am I grateful for? Yeah, what are you moment? grateful for? Um, well, just friends and family, really.
0: Yeah. And health.
1: And health. I mean, that's a constant forge, right? Yeah. Yeah. We know how to, how to attain that, how to maintain it. It's just so much fun to not.
0: I know. I'd way, (laughs) I'd much rather like have a a glass of wine and a cheeseburger than go to the gym and have water. (laughs) Although when Mm. I do go to the gym and have water, I'm so proud of myself and it feels so good. Why do we do the things that are not good for us? I
2: don't know. I do want to do a little shout out to Chad cuz you are you know silent a lot of the time but he is the person that really um just shows up and always helps out and is always positive and just you know I don't know
1: about that part.
2: Ah. <laughs> well, it feels positive. It feels very like just like um someone who's just no ego and yeah. just being there to make whatever ha- needs to happen He makes happen. everything
0: happen. I mean, I, I'm, if we're going to talk about being grateful, I'm very grateful for Chad. I mean, we've been married 20 years this year. Wow. Yeah, and it's Congrats. been an incredible friendship and journey. We've been in business together for 16 wow. of those 20 years. And it's been awesome. And I am still I still really like you,
1: Chad. You know I'm here, right? Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> And now I'm blushing. And now he's blushing for the listener.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you are actually. So he produces the podcast. He wrote the music for the podcast. Um, I love our theme song. It gets stuck in my head every yeah. time I hear it. And he, you know, not only did he write it, but he played all the music and created it all. So, wow. So yeah, thanks to Chad. Thank you, Chad. He built the website, the San Diego Writers Festival website.
2: Wow. Hmm. Which you yeah, all should visit. Yes, because w- another all thing I've, I've wanted to get in was that we're starting a new section called Writing Experiences. Yeah, so talk, to, talk a little bit about that before we close. So one of the things that makes this festival different from any other, I believe, is that we have different experiences like performances and... Um, interactive experiences for the writer. So, for example, we're going to have a writing in nature, um, going into the park and writing in nature. We have somebody coming from LA that is a, um, I think you call it a... F- Forest therapist? I'm probably getting that totally wrong. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. And um, poetry karaoke is one of the fun ones. That was an awesome
0: experience. It really was.
2: Like writing with art and collage. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to do a writing to heal. I'm really excited about that. Um, So just the different experiences that the talented people of the town are coming to give of their time. Uh, So that's kind of unique because it's not really about like I'm we do have the business and the craft classes, mm-hmm. but these ones are about self-discovery and just the experience that you get with writing and a different form of maybe artistry or a different way of thinking. Um, and that's popping right now for the for the festival. So I'm excited for that.
0: I'm excited for that, too. Yeah, I think that when we can combine writing with something else, it gives people more courage to jump in and just do it. Yeah. It doesn't feel as scary. Mm -hmm. I have a client who's coming out with a book this spring. It's a visual memoir of divorce. Oh. And so she's a pediatrician. And, you know, so she's very pragmatic. She's a doctor. And she went through a divorce. And it just crushed her and she wasn't sure how to process all of those emotions and she started doing assemblage art mm. with like barbie dolls and like wolf heads and like yeah. all kinds of like weird shit that yeah. she assembled into these pieces that just basically said how she felt inside mm-hmm. and she hid them all under her bed. Which is really funny. So Mm. she has this really high bed with a lot of space down there. So there's all this just weird, wacky art underneath her bed that was like helping her heal through this process. And now she's publishing a book. I love it. And she has a, a small piece. She's a great writer too. I mean, small pieces about that art. There's a lot of... Just humor, and I think this is something that could be really important for people. When you, if you can't write or you're afraid to write, start with something like that—an assemblage that speaks for you—or
2: come to the festival. Or or we have somebody festival. that's going to do grief writing and collage. Madonna Ooh, Treadway is going to be, be doing awesome. that one. Talk about
0: Madonna's book because she's going to be one of the speakers at the San Diego Writers Festival and her book just came
2: out in- Six Healing Questions. and She's somebody that um, lost both of her parents before the age of eight and really struggled. Um, But she kind of buried it, didn't really deal with it till she was in her 40s. And in her 40s had this awakening. Um, and she takes people very gently through these six questions that can help you face grief that you may not have ever faced mm-hmm. um, and lead to a level of healing um, that I think is just, it's a, it's a gorgeous book. And, it is um, a gorgeous book. Also yeah. the cover that uh, yeah, Monkey See so Media did is, is really gorgeous. Monkey See Media did that. And So she's going to do, um, she also does dream work. Um, grief and writing, but oh, I think she's for the festival. She's going to be doing okay. collage. So
0: that's six healing questions by Madonna Treadway, which is available where all books are sold. Fantastic book.
2: And then we're also having uh, food. Yeah, there's going to be food this <laughs> well, year. Well, food this year, what? and also food like uh, uh, people that are chefs talking that are about write, food, yeah. Writing cookbooks are going to also come cook for us too. So that's kind of a unique experience as well. I am so excited. I There's going to be so
0: much good stuff. I'm kind of freaking music. out. I know it's kind of crazy,
2: and it's in like four and a half months.
1: Wow. I was going to say I'll I'll check with you April both 4th. in a couple months and see how you're feeling. See if we're you're
2: still excited. You're going to see the deep circles under our eyes from no sleep when it's like three in the morning. Mm-hmm. We're like, are, are you freaking out? Yeah, I'm freaking out.
0: I'm veering toward the cliff. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty incredible. Everything that we've put together blows my mind so I do I have a lot of gratitude for just having courage you know for mm-hmm. being given the courage and
2: and if it sounds like it's your cup of tea come join us cause yeah, we'd love to April have you 4th at the Coronado
0: Public Library Tons of great space there,
2: and uh, kids events all day. As and we well. have team programming this year, team too. programming and children's programming, face live painting, performances. music for kids, yeah. storytelling, mm. uh, piano um, performances. It sounds for cool. Kids. I think I'll go. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to stay in the kids space the whole right? day.
0: Oh, totally. I missed. I missed that last year. Yeah, it's the one place I didn't get a pop into. So I'll yeah. make sure I do that. Do you have any other thoughts? And, and and actually, I'd like to say, for anyone looking for a writing coach, Marnie is one of the official sponsors of the Premise podcast. Thank you. Yeah, so you can find out more about Marnie at Marniefriedman.com. M-A-R-N-I-F-R-E-E-D-M-A-N.com. Definitely check it out. Check out her books. Thank you. Also available where books are sold. Do you have any anything else that you'd like to add or any?
2: Last thoughts before we close? I guess I just want to say that um, if anyone is out there and they're wondering if they could take, should take the next step, whether it's with me or anyone else, do one thing right now. Before you get talk yourself out of it, pick up the phone, Google somebody, make the call, send the email. Mm. First step. Awesome. Yeah. And come April 4th. And come April
0: 4th. And be inspired.
1: To the San Diego Writers Festival. That's sandiegowritersfestival.com.
0: Nice. Thank you, Chad. (laughs) Thank you guys for today. (laughs) Yeah. Have an awesome day. Thank you. And yeah. What Um, about the Muppet
2: question? Oh,
0: yeah. I was going to ask you, if you were any Muppet, what Muppet (laughs) would you be?
2: This is one of my favorite. Uh, I I believe I'm a cross between Kermit and Animal. And Animal. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about you? What are you? I have no idea, and I've really
0: thought about it. Really? Yeah, I have no idea who. I Chad, am. who is she?
1: Um. <laughs> wow, I thought you were going to ask who am I. Well, who are you? I have an answer for that. Okay. I don't have yeah. an answer for who she is. <laughs> I'm Dr. Teeth, man.
2: Oh, you're Dr. Teeth. Yeah. That oh, I love that. That's true. But who's Jennifer? Now we got to figure this out. You're a little bit Kermit
1: too. I, I, I thought we decided maybe, uh, maybe the uh, Swedish Chef.
0: Oh
2: yeah. Why? Or, or beaker was that it i don't know i'm gonna have to really definitely not beaker okay we have to think about this more deeply and we'll revisit this next year we'll, we'll have a have we'll more I'll firm. Have an answer
0: okay what muppet am i yeah. sometimes i
2: think i'm one of the grumpy
0: guys up in the uh in the balcony yeah but that's not true or sometimes i think i'm the hippie chick yeah a little bit of kermit for sure a little bit of kermit mm-hmm. yeah well i take chances mm-hmm. i like and... to run at things oh i'm fozzy <gasps>
1: And just blindly running into <laughs> no.
0: and just see what happens that's not me no I don't know I don't know who I am well I, this it feels more complete myself.
2: now that we talked about the Muppet question mm. I, something was nagging at my soul this so thanks for that this
0: is something that all people should do is
2: determine what Muppet yeah I couldn't are. leave this podcast without having right. this discussion so. I guess that we should start asking everyone maybe,
1: maybe you're the eagle
2: ooh
0: yeah tell fr- me more I about the eagle his name
1: he's just a very stoic like news presenter
0: oh, oh yeah okay. okay yeah i'm not very stoic i'm kind of i don't know i'm an anomaly i think yeah you're like hippie chick kermit i don't know i have to think about it i'm gonna have to watch the muppets and then maybe i can make a decision okay all right so just know listeners if we have you on the podcast be prepared you we're gonna ask you what, what muppet, you muppet are, are you <laughs> awesome thank you so much marnie it's been awesome i appreciate you making space to come out and talk to us on the premise and with that it's a wrap thank you guys are you an author with a story to tell but you're just not sure how to get that story out? Guess what? You don't have to do it alone. Marnie Friedman is an incredible writing coach. She offers personalized support and expertise to guide you from a kernel of an idea to completion. Visit MarnieFriedman.com to learn more. That's M-A-R-N-I-F-R-E-E-D-M-A-N.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Monkey Sea Media, a small boutique design firm offering award-winning websites, book cover designs, book trailers, and photography services.
0: And full disclosure, we love what we do. Chad and I founded Monkey Sea Media in 2004, and we're still going strong.
1: Visit monkeyseamedia.com, that's M-O-N-K-E-Y, the letter C, media.com, to see how we can help you promote your book, build a powerful online presence mm-hmm. what else you got chad uh let's see we've got the san diego writer festival san diego writers festival there yes. are many writers <laughs> and they're a proud sponsor of our premise podcast as well
0: mm-hmm. and it's gonna be awesome this year's keynote is scott gimple he's the head writer of the walking dead and the festival is free it's open to the public there's going to be educational panels and workshops famous authors up and coming authors, kids and teen programming, and live theater performances. Oh, and there's music. Oh, and there's food.
1: Oh, but wait, there's more. You also get a copy
0: of our home game. Um, You're silly. But wait, there is more. There will be literary agents taking pitches from authors looking to get their books published. The festival is about building community and celebrating storytelling of all kinds. It's happening April 4th, 2020 at the Coronado Public Library.